it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, welcome to Pacific Down and Distance, the weekly summary show for the NFL. We have pivoted the format during the uh, postseason, so we're less of a result service and more of a bit of a discussion about the games that are going on. Uh, we'll look back each week at the previous round and then look forward uh, to the next round as well. So uh, we've just had the super wildcard round and our guest will tell us all about that in just a moment. A quick reminder about the Sports Social Podcast Network, which uh, plays a role in producing and publishing this show. So get around them. Their uh, website is in the show notes and no matter your taste, in sport you'll find something on there with them no doubt and uh also uh yeah now that we've had a couple of guests we're starting to get a bit bit more interest in coming on the show so we're going to keep running this all the way through the the trade period uh weekly banter show uh catching all the trade news drafts and all of the other stuff that goes on in the off season so uh if you're enjoying the show don't worry about the fact that it's only been aussie so far we'll certainly talk to anyone around the world uh, you can find us on Instagram and uh, or just shoot us an email. All those details are in the show notes as well, Twitter as well. So if you want to come on, I'd love to get you on and have a bit of a chat about some NFL. All right, this week's guest, Simon Draycott, is on the line. We'll shoot over there now and uh, and have a chat with him about the big super wildcard weekend that's just been. Welcome to the latest episode of Pacific Down and Distance. This week's special guest to review the wildcard or the super wildcard weekend, as it's known now, and uh, and preview the uh, divisional round is Simon Draycott. G'day, Simon. How are you? Welcome to the show. John, I'm well. How are you, mate? Yeah, excellent. I'm, I'm, excellent. I'm a bit knackered because uh, as soon as they threw in the super wildcard round, obviously it spills into a third day. Uh, and you kind of can't watch these playoff matches like you can with the regular season, just simultaneously. You kind of have to watch them all. So I'm a little bit naked, but uh, it was worth it, wasn't it? 100%. Yeah, there were some great games and some uh, interesting results, which I'm sure we'll get into in a minute. Hundred percent. So the way we're going to do this, we'll get, we'll do the, uh, you know, it's already Thursday where we are in Australia, so we'll, we'll get the, um, the, the, the rear vision stuff out of the way first, and we might have a little bit of fun in the middle before we get your, uh, your picks for the weekend. So to kick yeah. it off, the very first game, uh, unusually, it was on the West Coast, and normally those West Coast games are normally right at the end of the day, but uh, we had Seattle at San Francisco, close first half. The uh, 49ers really kicked away uh, in the second half and belted them in the end. Now, I think, I don't know about you, I felt like the turning point might have been when the uh, Seattle defender grabbed um, 
uh, was it Debo Samuel's knee on, on like he sort of grabbed his leg after a tackle. There was sort of the play was dead and he grabbed his leg and twisted a little bit. And that all got all the 49ers guys fired up and Seattle never really had a look in after that. But yeah, what did, what, what did you see of the match? And uh, yeah, how had, did it surprise you how it played out? Yeah, no surprise whatsoever. Um, I think there was a bit of commentary with um, with uh, the the teams that have played each other. You know, divisional rivals being two and zero. There was a bit of commentary around either they can't win the third game. Um, just nonsense. Um, I think teams are sort of eighteen and eight playing the the team again in the in the um, in the playoffs, and and the Forty Nineers just outclass the Seahawks. The story for me. is Brock Purdy, like, what's going on with Mister Irrelevant? Mister Irrelevant, um, yeah. Just turns up last what month of the season, um, and now into the playoffs, and yeah, he's looking the goods, and the Forty ers are looking the goods. Yeah, what would you do going into next season? Who's going to be their starting quarterback in in the first week? Well, I mean, Trey Lance is their man of the future. You know, they traded up to pick him at I think it was pick three um, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, they've got a couple of good options on their hands at the moment. So, you know, what a situation to be in. And like what we always say with these sort of rookie guys is, oh, we're just kind of waiting for them to fail. Do you see that? Or do you like what you see with Purdy? Yeah, I, I do. He's, he reminds me a bit of, um, and we'll self-indulge a bit later, but yeah. uh, Nick Foles from yep. um, the Eagles Super Bowl run, you know, not a great quarterback but they're protecting him well he's got you know some superstars that he's throwing the ball to and can hand the ball off to um and he's just doing what he has to he's keeping it simple and yeah happy days for the 49ers now just a, a last comment from you that's the end of seattle season started promisingly uh i, I think i think they would look at back at as a bit a bit of a win especially as they've got uh, Denver's draft pick and Denver had a bad season, so they've got a top five draft pick now anyway. Um, yeah, did, did you think they outperformed and uh, and what did you make of Geno Smith over the whole year? Yeah, 100% outperformed. Um, I think they'll be absolutely wrapped with what they um, achieved. Um, and as you said, they got, I think, pick five from the Broncos and the Russell Wilson trade, which is which is huge. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, it's mind-blowing, isn't it? At the start like, of the, yeah. the Oh, it's, it's crazy. Now, the other game on Saturday was the Chargers at Jacksonville. Uh, so the Chargers were the best of the sort of wild card seeds in the AFC. Jacksonville came home um, in the season, in the regular season with an absolute flyer and uh, and really only hit the lead of the division, I think, in the last round. But they, they won something like seven games on end or five games on end to finish the season with um, with only a couple of losses in in the back half of the season. And that's how the match went as well. So the Chargers <laughs> got out to a massive head start. I think Trevor Lawrence threw four intercepts in the first half, plus there was a... Uh, from memory, like a special teams muffed um, muffed punt as well that turned the ball over. So five key turnovers in the first half, but uh, Jacksonville did get a touchdown just before halftime, just to keep the pulse uh, alive, and then slowly reeled them in over the course of the second half. So what do you think of this one? Yeah, what a game! Um, as you said, four interceptions in the first half for Lawrence. I think there was one point he had four completions and four interceptions, um, which is madness um but look credit to the whole jags organization um you know the coaching staff obviously doug peterson's been there before and and done it but 
you know, when you've got a kid playing his first playoff game to throw, I think he had three picks in the first quarter alone to do that. I mean, this could have been a disaster. They could have been in a, um, it could have been a 50 nil rut sort of thing, but, um, but they just kept at it and credit to them. Um, they pulled it off. There were some really gutsy calls. I love the, um, going for two points, um, yes. which meant obviously the, the winning field goal was the winning field goal, not a tying field goal. Um, but yeah, just classic Doug Peterson from what we've um, seen in the past. Now, are you a Justin Herbert fan? I'm, yeah, look, I like him. I think um, there's, a, there's a lot to like about Justin Herbert. Um, and the Chargers need to look after that kid because he's going be, to be seriously good, I think. They've got the pieces to be playing better, and I think that's probably the gripe of the Chargers fans um, right now. And, you know, there were some mumblings around that they needed to um, to maybe move on Brandon Staley, the coach, after you know the um, the game on the weekends. Uh, looks like that's not going to be the case. I've instead let go um, offensive coordinator um, Lombardi. I think his name Lombardi, is Lombardi. Yep. Yeah, uh, Joe Lombardi. I'm pretty sure, and um, and the quarterbacks coach as well. So they're going to bring in some help. For Justin Herbert, um, but whether it changes the um, the team dynamic, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Now Miami at Buffalo, so uh, like all three. Um, sorry, not the second one, but there were three games on the weekend that were in division uh, in division games, uh, which I thought was a little bit of a side bummer. But yeah, this is another example of that. So Miami went there without Tua. Tua, when he's played, has been on fire this year, um, but uh, he wasn't there on the weekend. They actually had their third choice guy in there and. He played well, I mean, well enough. Like they, they were in the match for most of it. But the game went for like four hours too, so that was uh, yeah, didn't it? <laughs> little little side plot. But uh, yeah, Buffalo get away with it. Uh, they were over the balance of the season. They were the better team, and I think they were more likely to be um, a threat going forward. But uh, they were, they were sort of pretty lucky. There was a couple of bits of um, controversy towards the end as well with the decision and a tactical decision by the Miami coach. So yeah, what you take out of this one? Yeah, it's an interesting game. I mean, close when it probably shouldn't have been. Like watching the game, you always felt like the Bills were in control. Um, you know, they went up seventeen nothing, I think, in the early in the second quarter, um, and then there was a couple of picks um, off Allen that uh, Miami. I think they were three field goals, and then um, they finally got the touchdown late in the second quarter to to put them on par, and then. There was a sack fumble early in the third, which put Miami up. And I think everyone was like, oh, hang on. Could this be happening? But, um, yeah, the Bills sort of took control from there. I mean, as I said, they sort of – it always felt like they were going to win the game. Um, but, yeah, got close in the end. But I think with, yeah, the third-string quarterback, Skylar Thompson, it was um, probably a bit out of um, Miami's reach. Yeah, it's just like the thing is, this season, you know, everyone made a point about how they had they were very streaky. Uh, but the streaks really aligned to when Tua was fit uh, and, and healthy, right? Obviously, the, the fitness issues he had were largely related to, to concussion. So, uh, yeah. you know, um, when he wasn't there, they just were not the same team at all. No, 100%. And, yeah, it's a shame that he wasn't playing. Um, you know, we want to see the best players playing at this time of the year. But, um, you know, he's their man going forward. He has to be. Um, as you said, the, the form they've shown when he's... Um, under centre, um, yeah, just proves that. Now, the next game, uh, we went to Minnesota, Giants, uh, New York Giants went there, 
Uh, that was their first playoff game in a while. This was the sort of smoky upset that everyone sort of predicted uh, going in. This is the, the one game that a lot of people thought, I don't know why. But yeah, I don't know if you've got a view on that, but the Giants got it done. They uh, got it done in a close match uh, up, up in Minnesota and knocks out a team that uh, had won 11 of 11 uh, one, one um, possession games this year and had been absolutely ice cold when it was close. But they're out now and the Giants are through. So, yeah, what's your take out of this one? Yeah, no surprises. Um, as you said, I think everyone sort of tipped this one, to be honest. Um, primetime Kirk strikes again. Um, <laughs> that seems, seems to be the case. But, um, yeah, look, as you said, that you know the Vikings are – they dominated the uh, the one possession games all year, and um, they lose the one that counts. Um, yeah, no surprise really. They they came into the game with I think the thirty first uh, as a thirty first ranked pass defense, so that they weren't a great defense. Their point differential over the season was minus nineteen. So for a thirteen win team, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, that's bizarre, isn't it? So it probably just shows you where they were at. There were probably a few. Uh, fraudulent wins along the way. And um, one thing I was just going to mention was um, in the fourth quarter, zero targets for Justin Jefferson. Like, yeah, what is going that? on? Like, if, if the game's on the line, surely you're throwing to the best wide receiver in the game. But, I mean, fair play to the Giants. They showed up and um, and did what they had to do, um, played some really good football and, and um, proved, yeah, worthy opponents, obviously. They're well coached too, aren't they? So uh, that's obviously been, you know, they have a new coach this year who came from Buffalo last year and it looks like Brian Dable. He looks like he's, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's the real deal. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's got them going. And, and right from the jump, you could see that. Like, I think they got out to a five-and-one start or something like that. And um, and you could tell they were, yeah, there was something brewing in um, in New York, which, um, yeah, the big blue will be, um, be happy about. In a word, uh, with Daniel Jones, is he their guy for the Giants? Yes or no? I think the coaching group's come in and, and done exceptionally well with him. Um, the other big factor this year is um, is they've got the pieces up front. So Thomas in, partic- in particular, their left tackle. Um, it's his second year in the league. Struggled rookie year, but has come along leaps and bounds this year. I think was second team all pro. And Saquon was back. Um, yeah. And... When you're feeding someone like him, um, it just takes all the pressure off the quarterback. So um, the basics were there for the, the quarterback to flourish. And I think sort of no matter who it was, I think I'm going to do well. Um, but look, it's, it's probably his job going forward for now. Yeah, it does look like it, doesn't it? So we then got to uh, we got to uh, Cincinnati. Buff, uh, Baltimore were there. Uh, another in-division match. Uh, and these two teams also played each other in the... Uh, Last week of the regular season, uh, albeit there were some some uh, players that were in and out and things like that. Uh, now Baltimore didn't have Lamar Jackson; they haven't had him for feels like a couple of months now. Yeah. Uh, so they were already on the back foot in this match. Uh, in the end, it was actually a, uh, a, a a a turnover on their own um, on the one yard on Cincinnati's one yard line that kind of proved decisive. Baltimore trying to rush the ball in, and somehow it ends up in one of the. Uh, Bengals defenders and he runs 99 yards like a uh, like a lock in rugby uh, down the field and uh, and got the, the, the uh, touchdown which ended up being the decisive margin. But uh, yeah, what you t- what you make of that game? Um, you're right. That that play that uh, was it 99 yard um, yeah. fumble fumble run was um, was yeah the absolute game changer. It was I think 17 all at the time and uh, you know the Ravens go ahead if they just get that extra half a yard, but um, 
the Bengals come up with a play and um, they advance. Um, look, it was a tight contest all, all day. I think uh, the Ravens did really well to control the ball um, and, and deny um, Joe Burrow and the, the Bengals um, a lot of ball. But um, I think, look, no Lamar, no Ravens, I think we've seen over the last uh, month and a bit, as you mentioned. I agree with that 100%. And they've got to work out a way to keep him now. He's playing some contract games. Uh, looks like he uh, he wants the money that Deshaun Watson got from Cleveland. And uh, if he doesn't get that, he might, he might be out of there. So uh, it's an interesting benchmark. But With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I mean, they'll, they'll tag him at the, uh, the very least. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, whether they come to an agreement or, I mean, if he gets traded, it'll be an absolute monster trade to um, might even be someone like Houston. So Yeah, um, true that. Watch this space, perhaps. Now, last game of the week uh, was Monday Night Football. Dallas at Tampa Bay, potentially uh, Brady's last game. The, the, the Cowboys won. Uh, they were just pretty ruthlessly dominant. I know that the, the Bucks came back, sort of scored a few points, cheap points at the end, but uh, I think... They, they had to. They were chasing the game, and Brady's always been um, in his element uh, with that, but I don't think they were ever really un- in danger, the Cowboys, uh, despite the fact their field goal, uh, their uh, kicker missed all four um, of his first four extra point attempts, and that must have crushed his confidence. But, yeah, the Cowboys were pretty pretty clinical on uh, on that game, weren't they? Yeah, they played really well, and they, and they have all year, to be honest. Um, even when Dak missed at the start of the year, you know, they, they kept rolling with um, Cooper Rush as the backup. Um, but they've just got so so many um, skill pieces across the board um, that are young. You know, they're on their rookie contracts, so they can spend the money elsewhere. And um, I think they finally align the stars in Dallas, and um, and they can go really deep. I think in these playoffs, especially if Dak plays like he did on um, on Monday morning our time, um, with was well, he had four um, four touchdowns and he rushed in for another one, so five in total. Dak's sort of the make or break for um, for Dallas. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, if he um, as we saw on the weekend, if he plays well, um, they dominate. If he throws some interceptions, like we've seen recently, and he was the interception leader, um, even though he only played twelve games, um, yeah, it costs them. And um, we've seen some games, you know, against Jacksonville and um, and even Washington Commanders the last game of the year. Um, yeah, it's all on Dak's shoulders. 
Now, I will get your predictions for next week. Before we do that, just a little couple of quick Q&A for you on a couple of fun topics. So you're an Eagles fan. We mentioned that earlier. Uh, yep. They their last uh, you know some of these some of these teams. I'm a Falcons fan myself, right? They've never won. Some of these teams yeah. can go a long, long time between between a good run. You guys had a Super Bowl win only uh, I think it was five years ago. So t- the, the match the Super Bowl was in 2018. I don't know what yep. Roman numerals number that was, but uh, 52. They had, Remember 52. It well. There you go. <laughs> you won't forget it. They had a no. good year that year. It's almost um, almost well. It's a very different team, isn't it? So uh, yeah, what are you? Saying that's similar, and what are you saying that's different in your team this year? They've obviously been flying, and they'll they'll be playing next weekend off a bye. Yeah, it's it's a good one. I think the the similarities in the two teams are probably the the O line, and it's probably not a coincidence. There's a few pieces there in terms of Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson who just dominate up front, um, and that's helped. Um, obviously, our run game, our passing game. You know, our, our quarterbacks are, um, are pretty clean most weeks. Touchwood, um, they're probably the. That's probably the only similarity. Really, is just that O line dominance. Um, it's yeah, obviously a different team with someone like Jalen Hurts, yeah, um, under center because he's he's just so dynamic. He can throw the ball as we've seen this year. I think we always knew he could run the ball, but he's taken that to another level again. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's been. A great year to watch, I can tell you that, and hopefully continues for another uh, another few games. Well, if you win, you're uh, you won't be leaving uh, Philly, so you get home games all the way through. So uh, correct. Now, a quick Green Bay question for you: What do you think Rogers should do? What should Green Bay do? Where do you see that soap opera going? Oh, who knows? I'm not a Aaron Rodgers fan. Um, obviously, he's been a great quarterback, but um, gee, he loves himself a little bit too much for my liking. Um, if I'm Green Bay, I'm probably moving on. I think um, you know they they drafted Jordan Love. Uh, it seems like forever ago now. He's probably it does, doesn't it? Yeah. He's probably got a, only a year or so left on his, his rookie contract. But um, I think it, the time's to move on and just um, play the kid and um, set yourself up for the future. He played well. He came on in a game earlier in the year. And he, played he played against Philly. Well. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and he, he was uh, it was a, relatively impressive. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a high-scoring game. It was something like 40 to 30 or something. It was a high-scoring game. And, um, yeah, he came on after Rogers. I think, hurt his thumb again and, um, and yeah, threw some some absolute bombs. So, um, you know, he's clearly talented if he's going in the first round as a quarterback. So um, why not give the kid a chance? Now, uh, last question for you on this, um, just putting your, your digital and your journo media hat on for a moment for us. Uh, just wanted to get a vibe from you on uh, how all the lead – Commentary teams are, have, have had a have had a go this year, and whether you've got a favourite, whether it's Buck and Aikman or Nance and Romo, um, El Michaels maybe, and Kirk Herbstreit. Just uh, who do you like listening to, and uh, and is there any team that annoys you? Oh, it's a great question. Um, I've always been a big Al Michaels fan. I think um, he's just an ultimate pro. Um, he's got some funny one-liners here and there. He's been stitched up this year with that, the Amazon schedule. Um, yeah. Those Thursday night games have been horrendous and um, it probably brought a bit out of him on um, on the weekend when he seemed a bit unenthusiastic about yeah, the game, which is yeah. fair enough. Um, but um, is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I always loved the, the, um, the Michaels-Collinsworth combination. I think that in general, the Sunday night football, broadcast has done really well so I've always enjoyed watching that um, 
have loved um, have loved Buck and Aikman over the years as well. You know, a combination that that works really well. Um, their move to ESPN, I think, is great. We get to see him in prime time. Um, and then Nance and Romo, they've only come together in the last well, it's been four or five years, but have just gelled perfectly. So whenever I get the chance, and I don't get to hear them too much because obviously CBS covers more of the um, the AFC games, but um, but when you do, you know, so insightful um, and always a, a joy to listen to, I guess. I actually really like the team that took over from Buck and Aikman, um, Kevin Burkhardt and uh, Greg Olsen. I think they're really good. And, uh, yeah, you know, you wouldn't absolutely. want them to change again. But, I, yeah, I enjoy those guys. And, yeah, they've uh, been really good. Um, you just wonder whether um, Olsen's out of a job if Brady decides oh, to um, yeah. hang him up. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that too. Yeah, I, I actually think Olsen, like the thing is, because at the end of the day, it's the quarterbacks that always get these gigs, right? And Troy Aikman won three Super Bowls back long before we were into it. But, you know, Brady's got the, the CV there, but... Olsen's proven that he can actually talk football in a booth. So it'd be such a shame if he, if he lost his gig out of that. Yeah, it will. It will. And, and to break him up as well, you know, obviously Burkhart's the number one caller at Fox now. So um, you'd think if Brady retires, I'd pair the two together. But um, yeah, it'd be a shame. But surely they'll keep Olsen on with um, one of their other callers, perhaps. Now, tell us, uh, to close out, tell us your uh, predictions for the weekends. We'll start with the, uh, we'll go through them in, in chronological order. Uh Jaguar, Jaguars at uh, Kansas City. Jags at Kansas City. Um, I've got the Chiefs winning. Um, I'd say 34-17 would be my uh, score prediction. Um, it, it's a weird one. It could go either way. Um, I, th- I think the Chiefs could blow them out or the Jags could just just hang with them. But I think um, either way, the Chiefs will, um, will get the chocolates. They played a game about halfway through the season at the same ground. Uh, and uh, at Arrowhead, and uh, and the Chiefs led twenty to three at halftime, even though they'd been turned over three times. And Jacksonville actually went for an onside kick on the opening kickoff of the match That's and well. pulled it off. So yeah. you never know. Yeah. And I've still, I don't know about you, I've still got memories from the actually, the, I think it might have been the year that um, Philly won, where uh, Jacksonville made it all the way to the AFC Championship and nearly beat the Patriots, and they beat Pittsburgh on the way through in Pittsburgh and yeah I have that ringing through my mind I'd love it if the Chiefs got knocked out but yeah I think you're probably right I think I think the Chiefs will will be too good uh I think I know you're going to tip in the next one but obviously Philly are hosting the Giants uh an all division match so the Giants do know Philly pretty well Saturday night uh American time and Sunday uh, where we are in Australia uh any any surprises for me there no not really um the Eagles will win seventy to nothing. No, um, <laughs> I think um, I think the Eagles will be back to their best. Obviously, Hurts missed the last, thought, um, the third last and second last game of the season. They, so they sort of rushed him back against the Giants' backups just to um, lock up that number one seed. But I think um, with Lane Johnson back as well, the Eagles will will be rolling on offense. And I'd say thirty-one um, ten to the Eagles. Nice. Well said. Now, the uh, the game that never got finished when DeMar Hamlin got injured, uh, there's a rematch of that on Sunday. So, uh, Cincinnati going to Buffalo. Uh, how do you feel this one will play out? Who knows? I reckon this is a, a tough one, isn't toss it? the coin kind of game. Um, but I'm going to go the Bengals. Um, and it's going to be one score game. So, maybe like a, a 27-24 
kind of game. Um, we saw Evan McPherson dominate in the, um, the postseason last year. You might just kick a game-winning field goal uh, as the clock counts down um, again. So, yeah, I'm, I just think um, if, if the Bills turn the ball over like they did um, last weekend, I think the Bengals might make them pay more than we saw Miami do. Yeah, brilliant. And the last game, possibly the game of the round, although that one was pretty good as well. But Dallas heading off to San Francisco uh, to a classic rivalry. How do you see this one uh, finishing up? Yeah, I think this is going to be a cracking game. Um, I think the 49ers will get it done. I think they're just a bit more experienced. Um, Obviously, they played off in the NFC Championship game last year as well. So I think um, that defense is really going to come out at Dallas and, um, and put some almighty pressure on Dak and um, he might just wilt under it. So I've got um, the 49ers winning um, 23 to 10. And can you give us a, a champion for each uh, each uh, conference? Philly, obviously. Um, <laughs> that goes without saying. And I think I can't go past the Chiefs in the AFC. Brilliant. Simon, you've been an absolute star. Thanks for joining us on the show this week. And uh, we'll be interested to see if your Eagles can, can get up. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.